0: with the sermon I thought I had it all figured out and the computer just went haywire and uh, I couldn't print it out well normally it's on my laptop and it's nice big letters that didn't work so then I went to print it out and I tried to blow it up as much as possible but that doesn't work so you got regular font so uh, I need light and I need glasses, uh, and I can barely see it, but we'll see how it goes. You know, I, uh, every time I, I preach, I don't really know what God has for us. I don't know exactly all the words that are going to come out of my mouth. I try to leave some room uh, for what he brings to my mind. And not just what I have on the page. Um, I I found that to be pretty effective. God gives me stuff in the middle of things. Um, And uh, the more I prepare, uh, that doesn't work so well. So anyway, let's pray and here goes. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for this being such a special day for all of us. Uh, we thank you for today that uh, uh, we celebrate that your arrival upon our earth here and that you came to live amongst us to experience life as we do and uh, with all the trials and the troubles and with all the pleasure and all the uh, happiness and and that you can relate to us uh, very much and we just thank you that you selfishly came from heaven to do this, and knowing that it's to die in the end on the cross. And not just that, but to take all our sins on you in that process and exchange it for righteousness. What a deal. And we just thank you for that so much. And I pray for all our physical struggles that we have, and there are many here in the, in the congregation, and uh, that we're concerned about but we give them all to you and we know that your will will be accomplished and we take uh, comfort in that that you are in charge and Lord we pray for this uh, the rest of this service now that your word would go out and accomplish its purpose I pray for this little church that you would help us to to grow and to reach out to the community Thank you for the Christmas tree lighting service and for the packed house that we had downstairs. And uh, just pray that you'll continue to guide us, each one of us, uh, as to what your will is for our lives. And not just that, but for what uh, sacrifice that each of us make to make that happen. Uh, And for the sake of those who don't know you. In Christ's name, Amen. All right. Well, this is kind of a typical Christmas sermon. It's about the three wise men. Um, so the the title is "Wise Men Still Seek Him." Right? So I really want you to think about that. Um, these wise men are pretty unusual guys, and they the Bible does, certainly doesn't tell us enough about them. I have a million questions about what who these guys were and why how they knew and all that but the Bible doesn't tell us a lot um, and yet there they are right in the middle of everything uh, amazing and uh, so it's pretty cool and I think that it can relate to us today so it's pretty sure that they traveled some distance perhaps for months, uh, to come to where Christ was, and that they saw the star, and that the star led them to where Christ was. We don't know what their connection was. They, they were study, studiers of the stars. And so the stars had meaning to them. We don't know how they connected their star, this star, to the Christ child, because when they came, and they came to uh, Jerusalem, and they said, so tell us, where is this king being born? And everybody's looking at each other like, what? what are you, who, who what? Who are you talking about? What king being born? Now these, these are the guys, these are the Jews, these are the guys who should have known everything. They studied scripture, they can quote scripture like you have no idea. If anybody would have known, it would be those guys. Can you imagine some guy off the street coming in and saying to us, hey, you know, you missed it. You totally missed it. Not so good, right? I mean, imagine how we would feel, like... We would be angry, probably. We would be confused. We would be frustrated. We would be scared. We would be all kinds of things. Uh, Well, so that message kind of went over like a lead balloon. And not only that, but they continued to pursue this. They said, well, these guys don't know, right? And so they've continued to pursue it. And so once the Jews knew From the wise men, hey, Christ is being born. What did they do? When they did hear the story, what did they do? Nothing. Now, hopefully, if somebody came in and told us, hey, you missed it, we're on this mission to find Christ, I'd say, I'm going with them, just in case they're right, right? So anyway, uh, now think of it, just for a minute, if they were three wise women. Different scenario, right? Uh, So they would have asked for directions, for one thing. Um, Now, the wise men did come saying, where is he? And that's kind of asking for directions. But they probably could have avoided uh, tipping off King Herod. And uh, you know, so now King Herod knows. Hey, there's a king of Judea born. I got to get rid of him. And he says to the wise men, Hey, when you find him, come back and tell us because we want to worship him. Not. Nah. You can hear me, all right? Okay. Just thought maybe I messed that up. Good. All right, so anyway, uh, they would have arrived on time to help deliver the baby. They would have been very helpful and say, hey, you know, baby's being born, and come on, let's get to it. What do we got to do? They would have cleaned the stable, uh, brought something practical for the family, like food, uh, you know, maybe not diapers, but uh, whatever they needed at the time. Uh, They would have been a lot more practical than gold uh, and uh, myrrh. And, now, gold is always good. Uh, you know, gold's a good thing. But uh, the women would have been a little more practical in this. What does a baby need? Food. And certainly there would have been some casseroles involved. <clears throat> so there's some lessons that the wise men can teach us today. Now, when God think about, think back. It's been a while for some of us. When God was speaking to you, when God was speaking to your heart, you weren't saved yet, but God was speaking to your heart. I believe that God reached you where you are, he met you where you are, and brought you to him. What I mean is that he, he has the ability to interject himself into your life in ways that you get, and only you get, whatever that is. So with these three wise men, even though it says scripturally the studying of the stars is not good, not supposed to do it, right? He did this anyway. He reached out to these guys through what they know, which is the study of the stars. And so he, he made this star happen, and, and he, he led them to him through a way that was uh, what they knew. Um, Now, these aren't, uh, to the best of our ability, these weren't Jews. These were from a foreign land. Um, They really knew nothing of the Jewish religion and faith and all that stuff. They were uh, very learned men. They certainly studied uh, magic. They studied science. They studied astrology. And God was able to reach to them. In a way that they could understand. And that's pretty awesome. And I think that, that, that he does that to each one of us. Maybe for some it's through music. Uh, I think that's certainly true. And for other people it's other ways. That God can reach out to you and get a hold of your heart and say, Hey, you got a problem. you got a sin problem. And you got to do something about it in a way that you can understand. So God never abandons anyone, and He's reaching out to everyone. There's never anyone that's gone too far, thankfully. And sometimes we think, sometimes that person's off the deep end, it's not going to make it, right? And sometimes, to our amazement, they get saved. Right? Um, my dad got saved near the end of his life. Now, I'm not saying he was the devil, but I, wouldn't have, I didn't see that coming. And should I have? I mean, should I have been praying for him every day and expecting the salvation? And, you know, you could say yes. But God reached to him in a way that was acceptable to him. And, and that he got it. You know, we've been talking to him his whole life, and he never got it. And then he finally got it. Praise God. In God's time and whatever, but he had his way, and suddenly it all made sense to him. And that's awesome. So nobody's gone too far. And just when you think the person's gone too far, God reaches in and saves them. The next thing is, okay, now what? But anyway, um, so God never gives up on anyone, and he uses whatever means he can to lead them to himself. Uh, So in this case, he he used a star. Now, the Jews weren't looking for a star. These guys were. So that's very interesting. Uh, Sometimes... And some of the newer people here. You know, when you first go to church, you don't know the routine. And we have routines. Certainly every church has its rituals, its routines. And when you're new there, you don't know what's going on. And you feel a little out of place. And the language that we use means little to you because maybe you didn't grow up in a church and you don't know what they're talking about. But God brought you here, and He will help you to figure it out. So even though maybe you were raised in a church, or maybe you weren't, God is reaching out to you, and He will figure it out for you. Um, If it's the right church. Well, you have to trust God, right? I mean, if he's leading you, then it will be the right church. And sometimes he, will, he takes you through a series of churches, right? So are we seeking God today? And if so, how? These wise men sought him out. Um, but certainly we as Christians know that we're to seek out God all the time. We're to seek out Christ. And that's more than just knowledge. That's a personal relationship to Christ. We know that the Holy Spirit's in our heart and that we are having a daily personal relationship with Christ. And that's what he wants. It's more than knowledge of God. God wants us to diligently seek him. He's diligently seeking us. He wants us to seek him. But like I said, we need more than knowledge of God. That's not enough. Um, We must seek out the relationship with Christ. The danger is that we fall into thinking that we know enough about Jesus. The truth is, we can have all the knowledge of the Bible, follow all God's commandments, and still miss what the faith is all about. When Jesus, in his day, he called the... The Pharisees whitewashed tombs. They knew all the laws and tried to follow all the laws and everything, and and he's calling them whitewashed tombs, which must have been a huge shock to their psyche. Like, who is this guy, and how dare you call us whitewashed tombs? You know? Because nobody spoke to the Pharisees like that. Uh, They spoke to you with authority. And they missed it. So please, make sure you're not missing it. Um, It takes more than knowledge of God. We have to have Jesus in our heart. We have to have the Holy Spirit in our heart. Um, These pagans, with only partial information about a Jewish Messiah, set off on a long journey that took faith to do so, um, to find the Christ, the King of the Jews, Um, who knows how long, maybe a 1,000 miles. It may have taken them three months or so. It cost them a lot to do this. It cost them time, money, and then when you get there, it cost them the precious gifts that they gave. Um, And we know that these magi only had partial knowledge about Jesus and about the Bible and faith and all this stuff. Uh, But they were in it. They were in it full bore. On the other hand, we see the religious community in Jerusalem, the people with the firm grasp on the Bible, people who lived out the letter of the law as written in Scripture. uh, They did all the rituals, followed all the commands to the best of their ability. They knew about God from Scriptures. Yet when the wise men show up uh, and tell them about this, they were greatly disturbed and troubled on hearing the news. As you can imagine, they would be like, what? They had neither seen the star in the sky, nor were unable to interpret its meaning. They weren't looking for a star. They had no clue that their king had been born. Now remember, in those days, the king of the Jews had a whole different connotation than what we know it to be now. The king of the Jews, what they were looking for was not just the Savior eternally, but the Savior who would be their king on earth and get them out of Roman rule and and persecution and all that stuff. And he would really help the people of the day. And so when Christ didn't follow that, <laughs> they, they really struggled with that. And Christ says, that's not what I'm here. That's not what I'm about. And they're like, well, but... But... <laughs> so... Uh, Let's not be concerned about as much of the rituals and stuff, but more about our relationship to God. It's where our heart is. We can have all the knowledge of the Bible and be empty. Um, I think about, uh, there are a number of men, very educated, learned men, who determined in their heart to read the Bible through and prove that God was baloney. Now, to my knowledge, none of them were able to do so. In fact, most of them got saved. And uh, I challenge anybody. You read the Bible from cover to cover, you're going to get saved. I mean, God's going to use that. When you read the whole book from cover to cover and you aren't saved? Wow. I mean, I, I, you can't imagine that. Can you? We all know the scripture, and one verse speaks volumes. And if you read the whole Bible, you just can't imagine somebody not shouting and being full of the Holy Spirit and going glory and hallelujah. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. But anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Hebrews 11.6 And when we find him, When we have a meaningful relationship with God through Christ, everything else falls into place. And again, we're talking about uh, uh, the will of God and everything. Well, it certainly starts with your relationship. If you get your relationship with God right, with Christ, the rest of it will take care of itself. God is in charge. He's got it figured out. And uh, when we take our eyes off Him and we look around, then it's like Peter, and we start sinking in the water. But when we get our eyes back on him, everything kind of takes care of itself. And we have all kinds of concerns and problems in our life. And, uh, but we need to look up, and God will take care of the rest. We have to trust that. Um, certainly, we would like twice as many people here this morning. All of us. I know all of us would like that. But we have to trust God for our future. But we also have to say, what's our part in that? Where's our sacrifice? These wise men who knew almost nothing sacrificed a lot for this Christ job. And so not only are we to earnestly seek Him, but we're also, it demands a sacrifice. So I encourage you today, as I'm speaking to myself as well. What's our sacrifice to God? Um, and I suggest part of it is figuring out what's your part in helping to grow the church. Everybody has a part in that. So number three, we need to worship Christ. Uh, worship is not an option with Christ. He totally deserves it, right? He can demand it, and he does. Once the wise men reached Jesus, it says the first thing they did was worship. Now again, this is, they had little reason to do this. They had little knowledge of who really Jesus was and all that he would accomplish and become and all that. And yet that was the first thing they did. So God was certainly reaching into their hearts and directing them in a way that they could understand. It's impressive. And Totally different than the shepherds. When the angel appeared to the shepherds and they went to worship the child, whole different scenario. Uh, they were local people. They knew all the customs and everything. And when they came and they worshipped, they saw the child and they went out and yelled to everybody in the town, like, hey, look what we saw. Hey, the king of the Jews, he's right there. You know? Whole different scenario. But Jesus reached to them in a way that they could relate. Now, most people, when they see an angel, Usually the first thing the angel has to say is what? Don't be afraid. Because they're afraid. If you see an angel, a real angel, you're probably going to be afraid. Uh, So they have to say, hey, don't be afraid. Um, I love what they do in VeggieTales. VeggieTales is awesome. But one of the angels shows up to him. uh, To, uh, was it? um, Joshua? Daniel whoever. Anyway, he says, hey, uh, I'm here from the Lord, and the Lord has, Joshua, and the Lord has picked you. And Joshua says, what, me? To do what? What, you know, uh, I'm just some guy. He says, no, God has chosen you to lead your nation. And so, you know, he's not surprised by the angel. He's not scared or put off by the angel. He just says, what, you got the wrong guy. You, you, you know, uh, and he says, no, God picked you. And he says, well, do you require any, uh, you know, I can do some, uh, I can perform some things for you if you want to prove that I'm from God. And he goes, no, no, I believe you're an angel, I got it. I just think you got the wrong guy. <laughs> and that's, that's what we say a lot too. It's like, if God really is putting something on your heart, most of us, we say, you got the wrong guy. I don't know what I'm supposed to know to do that thing. I don't, I don't have enough faith. I don't have enough wisdom. I don't have enough, I can't speak. I can't, I can't. Uh, God chose you. And he chose you to do something unique, whatever that is. Uh, so, Sorry. Uh, Matthew 2.11, On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and myrrh. Uh, They bowed down and worshipped. We kind of lost the bowing down thing. Uh, Most of us have lost getting on, on our knees thing. Um, do we really even get on our knees anymore? And you know, there's a price to pay for that. And maybe that's part of the reason why we're not twice as big as we, we could be today. So I'm not getting on your case. I'm just saying think about this. Um, if God has our hearts, then he'll take care of the rest. Um In any case, they worshiped in their way. They presented an offering. Three presents were presented to Jesus as a sign of worship. Um, We worship when we give an offering. Now, we worship today, and we worship worship every Sunday with an offering, and that helps take care of things. But that's that's nothing, really. God wants everything. Like Dick said, what do I own? I don't own anything. I'm very pleased with the new roof I have on my house. I think it's kind of cool. But I don't own that. And you know what? Before you know it, it's going to leak and fall down. Um, hopefully it'll be a few years. But I don't really own the place. And my place isn't anything fancy. And that's fine, because I don't own it anyway. I'm just passing through. It doesn't have to be any particular thing. Uh, you know. You've got to have the right car. and No, nah, i got a van that's full of rust, and, but it gets me from A, a to B great, because that's all that matters. So what do we bring? What do we offer Christ? And certainly on this day, that's a question worth asking, uh, that we need to re-challenge ourselves and say, what's our cost? What's it costing my life to, to serve God? And you ask God that question, and he'll answer it. He'll answer it. He'll tell you what your sacrifice is supposed to be. Uh, No problem. So Matthew 2.12, And having been warned in a dream, now these guys were also dream interpreters, so God was reaching out to them again in a way that they understand. They were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. They... Uh, returned to their country by another route. So part of their who they were was dream interpreters, which was a very common thing back in those days. Um, and even in the Bible, it, says it was Daniel who interpreted the dreams. You know, it was a very common thing. So even though the wise men had found Christ the child and worshipped him, they weren't done. It wasn't, okay, I did my duty, I'm glad that's over, let's get back to regular life. Their seeking God didn't end with meeting Christ. They continued to remain open to God. They gave them a message and God gave them a message in a dream. Uh, okay? And, and uh, in a way that they would understand. They didn't go back to tell Herod, because that was in God's plan. He took care of that. Because little did they know Herod was making plans to kill this king of the Jews. Now last night we watched just the last the half hour of It's a Wonderful Life. And if you know the story at all, uh, you know, he, he either killed himself or attempts to kill himself in the beginning, and then the whole thing is like, this is your life, this is what would have happened without you. This person wouldn't have been affected, and this person wouldn't have been affected. You wouldn't have a wife, you wouldn't have kids, this house was all broken down and fallen down and everything. None of this would happen, none of these guys. And, the whole, and it influenced the whole town and all around. And then when he came back to his senses at the end, and he owed $8,000 and everything, but because he had such a great impact on everyone around him, that people on Christmas came and said, Hey, you're in need. You're, you've been such a great guy for us. We're going to all give you our 10 bucks." And everybody gave money. Everybody gave different money. And they were all rewarded for the money they gave. But to him, it was enough to get him out of debt, and they they ripped up the, the bill and everything. It was awesome, right? So make no mistake the impact that you have on people. God is using you. But he wants to use you more, and he wants to use me more. But we all have a huge impact. They certainly do. there's my last page. Okay, last page. It's only a little bit. (laughs) (coughs) So where are we today? Are we the one far from God uh, that he's calling to hear, to come seek his son? Remember, God continues to seek you no matter where you come from, no matter what your background is. And he's doing that to all those around us. He's waiting to use us for that last piece To tell them, I know because you guys from this church came to me and told me the deal. And without you doing that, I would not be here. And my whole life would have been changed and I probably would have been dead. Um, I probably would have killed myself because I hurt myself when I was young and all that story. So anyway, make no mistake, you have an impact. Are you opening yourself to God's leading in your life? Are we? God continues to speak to us every day. Um, be willing to listen to what he has to say through prayer and through the written word. Um, if we don't find ourselves in the shoes of Herod and the religious community in the day who claimed that they wanted to meet Christ and worship him, but were really only interested in their own selfish agenda, God wants to f- us to follow his agenda wherever that goes. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today again. I just thank you for this message and please help each of us in our personal lives to have a good, healthy relationship with you and that that would, that your spirit would beam through us and that it would have an impact to all those that we come in contact with. Um, That your light would shine through us to this community I thank you for the opportunities you are given to us. Please help us to make the most of them and help us to to reach out, especially to the children, and let them know what they're missing out on. Uh, And Lord, we give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.